welcome to The Insiders, our special edition of the Buildings of Tomorrow podcast, where we deep dive into real-life projects around the world and explore how digitalization is being implemented in the buildings industry. In today's episode, we will talk about how the healthcare industry can really jumpstart their effect towards sustainability, especially given the recent challenges such as the pandemic, bringing increased burden in hospitals and budget constraints while ensuring health and safety of patients. Our case of today involves Signature Healthcare, an award-winning health system comprised of Signature Brockton Hospital and Signature Medical Group. Signature Healthcare began working with Siemens to identify critical upgrades to the building's infrastructure at its primary campus in Brockton, Massachusetts, to ensure energy efficiency and comfort. So for us, it really was a matter of how do we best utilize what was available to us at that point in time to make the important infrastructure improvements that were necessary uh, to ensure that the building was able to, to go into the future. As the improvement required a large amount of capital, together with Siemens financial products and expertise, Signature Healthcare was able to fund the infrastructure improvement plan. When we talk about their business, we have to talk about it through their operations as well, not just through revenue, right? And so you look at workflow, you look at energy efficiency, you look at resiliency of, of your energy source, all things that impact and affect uh, quality of care. The refinancing provided Signature Healthcare with the ability to implement the upgrades and over the long term, save energy through the infrastructure improvement. Joining us as our guest speakers today, we have Steve Borges, the Vice President of System Financial Operations at Signature Healthcare, and Anthony Cassiano, CEO of Siemens Financial Services for the Americas. And without further ado, let's tune in with John and discover what this project is all about. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And and before we dive into the conversation, maybe uh, you could give us a very quick introduction on these two organizations. Steve, I'll go to you first for Signature Healthcare. Sure. Thanks, John. Uh, well, Signature Healthcare is um, comprised of two different organizations. We've got uh, Signature Healthcare Brockton Hospital, which was founded in 1896, actually, and uh, has about 216 beds. We're located uh, 15 miles southeast of Boston, which is the, the mecca of healthcare. Um, our medical group has about 150 uh, employed physicians and 550 affiliated physicians across uh, a number of specialties. We serve a population uh, of about 450,000 residents in 20 communities, uh, and we serve a very diverse population. Uh, that requires special services such as interpreter services because of that uh, diverse population. And we serve um, as a safety net community hospital to these communities, right? We're a disproportionate share hospital, which means that we serve a disproportionate share of uh, the community that relies on governmental uh, insurance, either Medicare or Medicaid. So we, we play a, a special role here in the community and we're, we're happy to serve that population. Amazing. Thanks, Steve. And, and a huge challenge that I'm sure we're going to touch on a little bit uh, that you just mentioned there uh, with that disproportionate uh, part of the community that you are focused on. Anthony, uh, Siemens Financial Services, uh, what, what are you uh, doing and what are you about? John, thank you. Siemens Financial Services is the B2B lending arm of Siemens. We're a global business and with a core focus on project finance, corporate lending, equipment finance, and equity. 
supporting companies across uh, the key sectors of healthcare, where we'll talk about today, but also in the renewable energy space, manufacturing industry, and, and services. So uh, we're focused on corporates, large, uh, large and uh, small and medium size. So ability to, to travel with companies as they grow and develop their business plans. If you think of Siemens making technology with a purpose, I always like to say that, uh, that we provide capital with a purpose. So uh, again, as I said, we travel with companies on their journey in, in this example today, it's the sustainability journey uh, with Signature, but we've been working with, with Steve and with Signature since at least 2017. I think that was a time I met Steve in, in the offices and, and we used our, our corporate loan product through our bond financing. We use uh, our equipment financing for technology and for today and for the sustainability uh, and energy efficiency, we're using a project finance type product. So again, as Signature has had different needs, we've been able to, to travel and work with them in investment in the strategy. Perfect. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Steve, as well. And and you both touched on some really interesting topics that I think are going to connect very well with our conversation today. Anthony, you've been here with us today, obviously, when we talk about how does healthcare jumpstart towards this sustainability journey. Financing is, is definitely going to be a big piece of this. And you mentioned there are a few different options and that, that journey as needs change. And I think that's going to be a bit of a common theme behind uh, our conversation today, because we all know when we talk about healthcare, the last few years have brought some changes with them, which, uh, which we'll have the opportunity to discuss. But I wanted to start with with the importance of, of sustainability within the healthcare sector in general. Why are we here talking about this today? And, and Steve, I wanted to bring this to you first. Why is sustainability such an important topic specifically for the healthcare industry? Sure. Um, I think for uh, from our perspective and, and what our experience has been is uh, we understand that just under 10% of the nation's carbon emissions is related to uh, the U.S. health sector. And we know that in uh, early this year, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, in partnership with the White House, uh, issued a call to action for the healthcare um, sector to, to tackle climate issues. Um, the goal is to reduce emissions by 50% by 2030 and net zero by 2050. And knowing that and kind of understanding what that potentially may mean, while, while I'm not sure it's been communicated yet, uh, as I mentioned before, being a, uh, a community uh, disproportionate share hospital, uh, my sense is that sometime in the future, Medicare may um, use the levers that they're able to to kind of convince uh, healthcare organizations to work on reducing admissions. Uh, I think I look at it as kind of a carrot and stick. They may change the conditions of participation and say, in order for you to continue to to get full payment you may have to reduce admissions. So, so I think there's, there's the business side of that, which is ensuring we continue to get paid. I think on, on the expense side of that, we know that we're all having uh, challenges in ensuring uh, that we're able to lower costs uh, and that we're able to achieve our budget goals. And I think being able to um, leverage uh, the ability to look at new technologies that not only reduce emissions, but also reduce our uh, demand for energy and at a lower price point, I think that's a that's a great business uh, um, reason to be working on this as well. And then from a quality of care perspective, I think um, something that may be a little less known because it's not as uh, I guess 
pervasive as when you think about energy. There are there are things that we work on today from a quality perspective that I think are are already leading us towards uh, working on emissions more than what people may may think about. Two two examples that come to mind pretty easily is anesthetic gas, which is actually a very dangerous and and, and uh, poisonous gas. We on a regular basis are actually uh, measuring for that in our ORs. And I think for we want to ensure that our uh, associates are safe. Uh, and so we also want to be checking that the techniques that our anesthesiologists and CRNAs are using are appropriate as well, right? So their techniques are sound in trying to limit the amount of, um, of gases that are being released during those procedures. And on a, another note as well is our uh, work on uh, patients that have pulmonary disease. We're working with them and have introduced navigators who work with patients both on the inpatient side of the house and as well as at home to teach them how to use things like their inhalers to ensure that they're properly using that and not emitting that gas uh, into the air. So those are just a couple of examples why from a business perspective why it makes sense and then as we're working to improve our quality uh, and care of patients we're also using that um, as a lever to kind of improve that as well. Yeah, I understand. And, and two great examples that that highlight a little bit the complexity of this topic. It's it's not it's not a simple thing to look at sustainability holistically. Uh, to look whether it's decarbonisation, energy efficiency, or whether it's the quality of operation and the con continuity of operation that enables you to be the most efficient that you possibly can be. There's all of these factors build into it, and and that's that leads me to that question for you, Anthony is. You know, you you have these kinds of conversations with with customers such as Steve. How do you, how do you see these kinds of topics growing in the market in those conversations, and and how does that journey look as you start to try and work out what you do and how you start to address these kinds of complex issues? Yeah, John, uh, you know, great question. I I think back to the first conversations we had with Steve. And we would talk again about, as I said before, the strategy of the business. We would look at where CapEx was going, and you would think of CapEx, you know, moving toward new uh, new healthcare technologies, you know, the latest MR or CT or what would help improve outcomes. And, and that, at its core, still remains the primary responsibility of a hospital to deliver quality care. But they're businesses, right? Steve runs a business. And so while you look at revenue and you look at top line, uh, you also have to understand cost and where cost is built. And Steve you know, Steve uh, mentioned a statistic, and I like to throw out some statistics too. If you looked at healthcare in the aggregate, it consumes, if it were a country, it would be the, I think, the fifth largest country behind, uh, behind the U.S., China, Russia, and India in terms of energy consumption. So you can't ignore in cost, how you consume energy. And, and you look at, at Signature, and Signature, I know Steve, it's a 130-plus-year-old um, hospital system, a hospital in, in Brockton. Mm. Um, it certainly wasn't built with the, the latest and greatest uh, innovative uh, uh, technologies. And so how do you, uh, you know, you just don't drop a new hospital, so you have to improve what you have. And I think when we talk about uh, with folks like Steve, when we talk about the business, we have to talk about it through their operations as well, not just through revenue, right? And so, um, and I, I know we'll probably talk about COVID, 
but you, but you look at workflow, you look at energy efficiency, you look at resiliency of of your energy source, all things that impact and affect uh, quality of care. And and so there's a connection point. We talk about what's important for the environment, climate mm-hmm. change. It doesn't mean it's bad for business. And I think that's what there's an intersection point where it can be good for the environment and also good for business. Steve is proof of that. There's a return on investment and uh, and it can be felt in, in a multiple of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's exactly, you know, this is the core of our discussion today and also the core of this of this partnership where, where you can see already that long term that long-term conversation, that long-term partnership enables this kind of understanding. And and I'd, I'd like to go back, Stephen, because Anthony just mentioned COVID and no surprise, it's going to be one of my questions soon, but I don't want to ask it yet because you started this journey before COVID came along. You know, what were some of the, and, and you mentioned a few before, uh, and, and and between the, both of your, your inputs already, we've talked about We've talked about the the environment. We've talked about climate change. We've talked about uh, what society expects, uh, the impact of of uh, of the healthcare industry as a whole, fifth largest country, uh, if we put it in in that in that scope, from a from an energy consumption perspective. Uh, Steve, you also mentioned you know some of that that regulatory and and let's say I, I wouldn't call it pressure, but but what we'd see as as governments helping make uh, decisions and and provide guidance to help push in the right direction. How did this begin for you? What was the journey like as an organization to get to this point? Sure. So um, as John mentioned, we are a 130 uh, somewhat old organization. um, And that kind of actually launches uh, the conversations that start to take place in 2015 and in 2016. Um, Again, I continue to say that we're a small community hospital and one of the challenges uh, in in being an organization of that size is that there is limited capital. And so on an annual basis, there are discussions around, well, how much of our capital will be used for infrastructure and facilities and how much uh, is going to be used for the latest and greatest technology so that we can provide the best service and quality of care for our patients. And so those become more and more difficult as the building continues to age. And so I can tell you um, our experience was the facility and infrastructure really was driving the need to have to upgrade our facilities, but knowing that we had limited capital we knew that we had to think outside of the box. So how is it that we could get uh, new technology and take advantage of the savings in in that, in putting in newer technology that we could then either reinvest into the organization or at least help to pay for those technologies. So for us, it really was a matter of how do we best utilize what was available to us at that point in time to make the important infrastructure improvements that were necessary uh, to ensure that the building was able to to go into the future. So it really was more of a um, sustainability of our own organization that led us to to start having these conversations. Which is also a great phrase uh, here. It's sustainability, and this links back to what you said, Anthony. Sustainability is not sustainability for sustainability's sake. It can be profitable. It does have an ROI. It does have a value to you as an organization to to make you 
to to ensure that you continue, you know, that you have that continuity that you wish for as a business. Now, if you don't mind, can that, we hang on that point for a second? Because for Steve sure. mentioned Absolutely. something earlier, and I and I want to respond to what you just said. Um, at some point, this is about a company, and I call a hospital a company in the same way I call a manufacturing uh, uh, company, right? Um, this will be about competitiveness. Uh, this will be about a business's ability uh, to thrive and 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 to uh, and and to continue. And so, Steve, you said earlier that you look at investors and 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 lenders and and where's capital going to come from? Lenders absolutely look through the lens of sustainability. It will be availability of capital, and it will be the price of that capital. There'll be different. Uh, there'll be different pricing based on your demonstration that you're driving energy efficiency. You're looking at and ensuring that from an ESG, again, an ESG lens, uh, that you're doing those things that matter. So that will affect your business ability to compete. Um, just again, in from an operational perspective, how you use your energy to provide uh, continuity, resiliency manage workflows, um, all the different things that go into energy consumption, um, that goes to the bottom line. So a hospital, I don't expect Steve's going to go out of business. The quality of care, the access to capital, the ability to invest in strategies will be. Correct. Sorry, John. No, no, please. This is exactly what we're here for because because that that context, this is why you're, you're my experts and I, I am here for this. Steve, you had this challenge, you had this journey, uh, you had already begun, uh, and then COVID came along. In the in the simplest of terms, what what did COVID put on top of the pile that was already quite high, and you're already struggling as an organisation to think outside the box and find ways to to implement? Yeah, I think as we all know, uh, no one um, had a playbook on their shelf about how to handle um, a situation like COVID. Uh, we started to feel the impact of COVID early in uh, 2020, and uh, it lasted a good two years and was very difficult not only for for uh, the community and, and actually the world at large, but from even the internal community within the hospital itself. It put a significant amount of pressure on uh, the day-to-day -day lives of folks who were leaving their loved ones at home and coming into work to care for those that needed to be cared for. So in addition to the stresses of coming into the energy pull that was required to care for those patients, I think sometimes may go un unrealized as well. So one of the things that needed to be done pretty quickly was establish negative pressure rooms for these patients to be cared for. Right. And so luckily we had put in into place uh, some of the uh, energy improvements that helped uh, helped us with that. But things like putting negative pressure machines in a number of different rooms in an aging facility, which creates an opening in a wall. And in the wintertime during a snowstorm, it's great to have all that cold air coming in while you're trying to ensure that you're creating a negative pressure room for that patient to be cared for. So there was definitely uh, an increase in the need for us to, to really think about how we could care for patients under those uh, very difficult conditions. I think coming out of COVID, 
what we're all facing today is uh, the impact of what seems to be a workforce that's disappeared. And that has uh, increased the pressures as it relates to trying to be competitive in the marketplace to try to attract good talent to come and work for us. Uh, as I mentioned, we're only about uh, 15 miles southeast of Boston, which means as a community hospital, we're also trying to compete with Boston rates, right? And there's no way that we're going to be able to sustain those rates and continue to be competitive. And, and uh, you know, it's important to understand that a nonprofit doesn't mean that you can't be profitable. It's important for us to be profitable in order to reinvest uh, into our organization in, in capital improvements and in staff as well, right? So, so COVID in a number of different ways just added pressures to what is already a difficult um, industry in what I say, it, trying to turn a buck, right? I, it, I know uh, the thought is that most healthcare organizations are making money hand over fist, and that's, that's actually not necessarily true, and especially not for community hospitals. So it was just a, additional pressure on trying to uh, continue to, to, to do the day-to-day -day work that, that we need to do understand so extra pressure so many things dragging on energy extra activities extra action that needs to be taken on top of an area where you're already looking outside the box to to continue to invest in the best healthcare possible deliver that service to the community uh, and hit these sustainability targets uh, control the costs of your operation etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. anthony a story and, and a situation that steve describes is something that this is why we're here. This is why the healthcare industry is such a, yeah. a an interesting conversation. How does that look from your perspective? Uh, you know, as the leader of an organisation that delivers the, these different business models, these different options, what opportunities does that provide? What what does that open for you as far as doors go to have conversations with Steve and other people like him? You know, I, I mentioned early earlier that you know I think we provide uh, capital with a purpose. And I, I think during COVID, I never understood that in the ways that I, I did then. We would take calls, my teams, and, and healthcare is a big part of, of the overall Siemens or Siemens Financial Services portfolio. Uh, we finance the local community hospital all the way up to the, to the largest uh, hospital systems. And we were on the phone all hours of the night uh, with hospital you know, CFO, hospital leaders, talking about how they made sure they had the, the capacity, the capability, the capital uh, to make sure they'd keep the doors open, that they could deliver the services in its most acute way. And so we're talking about working capital and can we give them, um, uh, make more available to them or, or how can we extend terms or the different ways that we could partner together to make sure uh, they were able to respond to the needs. and. Um, and I have to tell you, from from the local, from where we were locally, through the leadership at, at Siemens globally, uh, we would turn answers around in 24 hours, where it might take us two weeks, right? Because everyone had a role in solving in solving this uh, in, in solving this problem. And you look at it, um, and Steve's exactly right. We all have friends and family that somewhere operate in the healthcare space, and you'd watch them come home from a shift at the hospital and quarantine themselves in their own home because you didn't know enough about COVID and you didn't want to spread it in your own home, right? And so 
the work that the front lines, um, the work that they did, you know, how could we not travel with that? And that's where I think expertise, knowledge, and commitment to the space matters. The other thing I would say is you come out of COVID, and it's not where, you know, hospital beds are full, you think hospitals make money. That's not where hospitals make money, right? Length of stay is longer. Uh, the type of service is not the uh, the higher revenue, higher margin type things like uh, like cardio or neuro, right? This is, this is the most basic quality of care. And so, Coming out of it, you look and say, well, has revenue and margins caught up, but also from a staffing perspective, right? Because, and Steve mentioned it, we now have a, a massive nursing shortage, right? We, the, the skilled labor in healthcare has really suffered coming out of COVID. And so, again, bringing it back to business, how do you manage workflow? How do you, how do you optimize resources? You know, who would have thought we'd be talking about CapEx and where money gets allocated in ways different capacity utilization in ways different than we were talking about, you know, outcomes and other things. So I think that all kind of is a derivative of 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 what we've learned and what we're learning coming coming through COVID. I understand. And it's such a great way to summarize the, the, the input from both of you, because such a challenging situation that put in, uh, in factors that we could not have even imagined that completely changed the perspective. And that example you just gave there, Anthony, of your team reacting to the to the the essential requests at a short term, that for me really personifies the the topic for my next question, which is then is that partnership? Uh, you know, this is not calling someone a faceless person at the end of a line and saying, uh, "I'll sign the contract now. Send me that that uh, money." We talked about this is every day, every week, every month uh, over the last years. And, and like you mentioned uh, earlier, Steve, since 2017, uh, together here, uh, working on changing requirements, working on daily operations, and, and in some cases, keeping the lights on, and in other cases, investing for the future. Uh, you know, huge, huge uh, pillars to build a collaboration and a partnership on. And and my question around that partnership, and, and, and we've talked now, let's say, about the story and the journey that you went through, Steve, what what did this partnership and, and what have these different approaches? You went outside the box, the box, you talked with Anthony and his team. What have these different approaches enabled you to achieve? What, what's the outcome been for, for you at Signature Healthcare? So in actually preparation for, for today's discussion, I actually went back and looked at and, and asked for what our most recent results were for the upgrades to our infrastructure that we did early on with Siemens. I'll call that our first project as we're working on some additional projects today. But our construction period was from December of 2017 through August of 2019. And so this would be actually the results uh, of our annual third period coming out of construction. And I was actually uh, very pleased to see that our results were actually for this third year period 14% greater than what we had anticipated and, and what the what the the targeted savings were and so for an organization as ours just slightly uh, less than $350,000 that's a significant impact and that's just the delta between what we anticipated and what we actually achieved, right? So that's that's significant to our bottom line, uh, and that makes a difference. And and just to think about that, depending on the level of skilled person that we're looking for, from housekeepers, that could mean a tremendous number of housekeepers that we're now now able to keep 
that could be uh, a few providers that we're able to now keep. So this just that level of uh, improvement in our bottom line allows us to do many things that we otherwise would be very challenged to continue to, to be able to do. And if I could say one more thing, which I think is very important as you look for a partner, I had the benefit of sitting temporarily as an interim CFO during uh, for eight months in 2019. That was a, a difficult year for Signature. And I think it was very important to have a partner like Siemens, who as John uh, alluded to before, deals a lot with healthcare organizations, right? And so we're a, a special kind of organization. We have seasonality that impacts uh, our financials for an organization as ours. And, and again, I, I put out there that there were a disproportionate share hospital. When there are uh, state budget crises that impacts Medicaid payments and allocation of dollars to the organization, and similarly, when there are federal government budget issues, Medicare payments can be delayed as well. So it's it just makes it that much more important to have a partner that understands the difficulties and the timing of what that might look like in any fiscal year. Our fiscal year runs from uh, October to September. And so it would be great to think that things kind of are even across the, those 12 months, but they're not. And so to be able to have a partner that understands that and knows uh, the different variables that impact healthcare uh, organizations is extremely important. And we were lucky to have someone like Siemens to be able to, to work with. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. And you mentioned there before, the, I think it was Anthony that, that made that connection of, let's say, having the experience and the knowledge within that healthcare space. And I bring that question back to you, Anthony. How how important from your perspective is that partnership and, and knowing, you know, knowing the business and knowing the goals and the special situations or the unique situations that, that Signature Healthcare have, how important is that to you and your team as you build this long-term collaboration? Yeah. Um, you know, John, we're not great in a commodity world. So if you want a bucket of cash, there's a lot of lenders that will provide a bucket of cash. But if you really want to look and, and, and get underneath the way a business operates, and we talk about, again, it said at the beginning, and I'll say it now, there's Siemens Health and Errors in there. There's Siemens Smart Infrastructure in there. There's Siemens Financial Services in there. There's really just Siemens in there, right? It's, it's Siemens. And we're able to deliver, I hope to, to, to Steve's satisfaction, a turnkey solution, but a turnkey solution, not selling a product there, but, but selling an investment or bringing an investment into uh, the, the most important ways that, that Steve needs to run the business. Again, whether it's supporting the top line, whether it's managing OPEX, whether it's ensuring continuity of care, resiliency of, of, of delivery, I think that's where we connect. But that's where I think Siemens is able to connect. I, I have here the write-up, our financial uh, report that we do when we make a decision to invest. And there's 40 pages in there. And two pages or three pages are on financial modeling. The rest is about the business. The rest is about how Steve and the team are building uh, tentacles to other uh, providers uh, in, in, in cardiology. Because you're 200x beds, Steve, but you're several hundred 
physicians that support through your network of relationships. The fact that we can understand that, the fact that we can have a conversation about that helps us target the best ways that we can provide solutions. Love it. Both of you, thanks so much for the conversation. It's It's been really enthralling. It's been engaging. And, and I think because it's such, you know, when we talk about healthcare, when we talk about a community hospital, when we talk about, you know, the way that you put that that energy or that cost saving, Steve, into the context of of reinvesting in services that are then helping people recover, helping people heal, helping families come back together, it hits a little bit different than when we talk about a, a spreadsheet and when we talk about uh, just uh, tons of CO2 and things like that. So I think it's been a, a, a really great conversation, which I thank you both for. And to finish, I'd like to to give you the opportunity to highlight the, those, those key topics from your perspective, when you look back at these last five years of collaboration, when you look at the challenges that are in the healthcare industry and how you together, your teams together, have overcome some of those challenges and, and delivered some of the results that you that you highlighted for us before, Steve, what are the, the key topics that you would pass to those listening or watching us to, to remember, to take into mind and to take with them? And Steve, I'll come to you first. Uh, sure, thank you. For you, what are those key topics? Yeah, I think, I guess I would say that leadership is important, right? You, you've got to ensure that you've got leaders in the organization, CEOs, uh, board of trustees that understand the need to, to continue to look for technologies that will help put us in good position for the future, right? And that also includes ensuring that we have innovative facility leaders as well who can think outside of the box and, and know enough to be looking for those opportunities where they exist so that we can bring them in house. I think secondarily, I would say that the lift required to improve emissions is probably not as high or as as difficult as people may think, especially in the healthcare industry, because there are so many regulations that that we need to follow that we're probably doing many, many of the things that would be required and are already lining up uh, to try to make improvements in, in, in emissions. Uh, of any impact into the environment. And I guess thirdly, and and I'm glad that we have Anthony here and Anthony was part of this discussion is, I can't stress enough the importance of a partner, uh, a good partner that that understands uh, what our business is and why we're in business. We're, in, we're not in the business of uh, generating uh, a clean energy. We're not in the business of um, financing. Uh, we're in the business of taking care of patients, right? So we need to we need to make sure that we have business partners that understand that, understand what our mission and our vision is, uh, and are willing to to work with us to make uh, headway into ensuring that we're a viable organization into the future. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. Anthony, same question. Yeah. I, I- I think picking up on where Steve ended, Siemens obligations, Siemens goals are to ensure and be in a position to make sure Steve and Signature and those like uh, like Steve and, and, and Signature remain competitive into the future. And, and, you know, you think of healthcare and you say, well, what does that mean, be competitive? Because they're serving society, they're bringing care. And so, you know, do they get an exemption from that? But they don't, right? They're a business, uh, and Steve's a not-for-profit business, but he's still looking to build capital to be able to continue to invest. And so I think the products that we deliver are those that help to ensure um, that long-term viability, that long-term success. And the thing that that's important to note 
is there's really no turning back. Where Steve is, and I consider Steven Signature a leader in this uh, in this movement, others will follow. And, and, and so for us, it's important to make sure as they take that journey that we can travel with them. Again, we, we talked about what carbon emissions are in healthcare, and they're significant. And most of the carbon emissions are coming around operational types of things, the, from the parking garage to the labs to the equipment storage, whatever it is, they consume a lot of a, a lot of electricity. And where there's a lot of electricity, where there's a lot of carbon, there's ways to reduce it, and there's a ways to create efficiency, and there's a ways to to improve and deliver quality of care. It can all work together, and I think that's really the goal. And if if anything, Signature is a proof is proof of that that it works. Perfect. Steve, Anthony, uh, a great conversation, really good fun for me, I hope for you as well. But uh, but uh, from the team and myself, a big thank you for joining me and, and thanks for spending your time with us. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Guys. Steve, good to see you again. Good to see you. So for everybody else who's listening, please uh, remember to like, share, comment on this episode, uh, subscribe to us, uh, no matter which platform that you are looking for. And always remember every second week, you'll see something new from us. But please take the opportunity, reach out, have a, have a, have a chat, have a look, have a, have a learn about Signature Healthcare, especially if you're in the Boston area. And of course, also take the opportunity to check out Siemens Financial Services and some of the great service and financial support that they can bring out into the industry. Until next time, please enjoy and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you very soon.